And now there's so many AI generated images of all my friends or celebrities that you just search their name and the word leaked or the word, I don't know if I can say it, nude or like anything like that. And it's there right on Google Images. You do that with me, you can't find that. Yeah, Rebecca Benedict. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> it's been a minute since we like sat down and talked like heavily. It's been a minute since the last pod and it's been a minute since like you and I just hung out. Yeah. yeah. Give me a little update. What's going on? I moved, which you saw the new house. Super nice. That's so fucking nice. I think my hair is a different color than the last podcast. It was like virgin black long and now it's dead caramel. Dead caramel. <laughs> it's so fried, dude. I regret dyeing my hair every time. What? I would have considered that like nice balayage, like EBG balayage. It is, but doesn't it look crunchy? No, I think it looks great. Oh. Looks he wavy, curly, kind of like a you know Beauty and the Beast type style, with like the whole wavy curly hair. Call me Pell. <laughs> Call Let's me see what Pell. else. What else is new? Call Larry Beast. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's new. Since the last podcast, we were talking about, or at least you and Larry on his podcast, he was talking about how I'm the one exception to being friends with a girl. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> we ended up dating. That's so funny. Look, guys, at that time, <laughs> it was genuinely a friendship. Yeah. Yeah, it was. At that yeah. Time. If you guys didn't listen to the last podcast and you're new here, I guess uh, Larry and I had a podcast where we debated whether or not men and female, men and women could be friends, uh, right? Uh. And then you and I had a podcast where we just like, I think we just talked about life. Uh. I don't remember everything we talked about. Yeah, just like life so and much. stuff. But um, yeah, I think Larry... I think Larry was arguing that you can't be friends with a female. So many people shot him down with that. Did they really? I mean, looking through all the comments and like people would go to his profile and comment. Yeah, because what he has to say, I even disagree with it. It's like so black and white. I think it's just because he's been through a lot. A, a lot of guys. how he's raised. A lot of guys have that perception. I think a lot of males do. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's very prominent in like in person and social areas where you might be. Yeah. But um, I think a lot more men that aren't quite as social have experienced things like this. It's probably the guys who all have been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, now probably. I'm thinking about it, I don't think any like healthy male that I've like, like usually kids you know, mm -hmm. who haven't been in relationships ever feel that way. Mm -hmm. It's more more of a, like a common view with the, uh, the red pill movement, red pill ideology, and then um, incel ideology is like women suck. Is that the other one? Wait. Red pill and what? Red pill and incel. Incels are just um, a name for people who are uh, men who are involuntarily celibate. Um, and they are just a cohort of people within the red pill. like Subcategory. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of that. And they just hate women. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> they just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of women hate men too, so... <laughs> shit happens okay that's fair but uh what, what was i gonna say uh you and i yeah that was the last time we spoke and then if you guys aren't aware rebecca's a, a friend of mine my little sister not really my little sister but kind of my little sister honestly i feel different like different shaped eyes huh different shaped eyes that's all <laughs> you, i think i still think you look kind of filipino really yeah i feel like all filipinos have these eyes like big old white eyes <laughs> they, more, no, more, normally more than more than east asians for sure yeah. what's your uh ethnicity oh, it's guess i'm very it's, everyone actually does genuinely have a hard time guessing this the chinese yeah okay i knew it 
I just think uh, I think I forgot because Larry's also Chinese, and I was like, "Are you guys actually both Chinese?" Like, yeah. I think that's why I forgot. Yeah, that's cool. Can you guys speak it to each other? <laughs> no, I'm whitewashed. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. No, he's like been trying to teach me Mandarin, and it sounds like slur. And I'll try to repeat it, and he'll call me racist because I literally chop it up so bad. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. All right, so catch me up since the last time. Okay, so we're dating. Larry and I are dating. We moved. I'm working on three major projects that I actually cannot talk about uh, that should be coming out in the next year to three, four years. So that's like my big things going on in life. And then social media. I have guinea pigs now. Um, I got plastic for the first time ever. Wait, did you really? What did you get? So I got, I'm very iffy about plastic. One, because I not I don't know too much about it and I hate not knowing a hundred percent of anything that I go into, mm-hmm. like all the research and stuff. But I got Botox on what's called your bunny lines, I guess what you mean like for your for your brow. Mm-hmm. Forehead, hairline, a brow lift. I don't even know what that means. My brows kinda look the same to me. And then I got Botox on my chin and my masseters, which are supposed to help with clenching, because I have the strongest masseters. I clench when I sleep. And they said it also slims your face. And then I got filler in my chin and a little bit in my lips. Isn't that Whoa, crazy? That's kind of a list. <laughs> no, that's my whole face. That's besides my cheeks and my eyes and my nose. Like, that's my whole ass face. I mean, to be honest with you, you don't really look, I don't feel like you look that different. That's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot, I think a lot of people have Botox and stuff, but they don't admit it because it's, it's a ra- anti-wrinkle prevention, which means all it's going to do is relax that muscle so you don't crease it. And the creases is what keeps those the wrinkles there. Wow. So like I can still lift my eyebrows and stuff. But if I show you the video, I can send it to you. We had it when I was all marked up and there was just lines. And then when I rested, those lines would stay. And then over like a few minutes, if I didn't move it, they go away. And now mm-hmm. they're just not even there. But I can still like talk and I, look, I, see. I don't look plastic. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, di- I didn't even know that you got it. Yeah, I got it like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I did a whole YouTube video on it. I also think that it's like super cool that you're like super transparent about all these things. Like I know there's like, there's normally that like that pinpoint like hate comment here or there, but there always is going to be, no matter who you are, even Chris Bumstead gets hate. Oh yeah, no matter who you are, Uh no matter anything. And that's a weird thing you brought it up too, is that there's this weird part of me that didn't care to tell everyone because it's not that important. But I had this pressure that I just had this gut feeling like if I don't tell everyone, it's going to come out like she got plastic. Oh, my God. Why would you hide this and like this and that? Mm -hmm. So I felt like a weird pressure to post it. Plus, it was a big thing in my life. Yeah. It's like why I post on YouTube is anything that's fun or big and memorable in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'd rather have it out there than something like we dug this up on her. Right. Exactly. Like there's nothing you're trying to hide in the first place. At least I get the money from the views. Oh my god. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, facts though. Do you actually get that much though from the views or from uh YouTube this last couple of months, ever since I started posting shorts, hmm. my account like blew up per usual for everyone. Oh, shit. Not like blew blew up, but still like yeah. not that crazy. But I went from like fifty dollars a month to like the thousands. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. I think you fucking overcame my, me. <laughs> I don't get really? shit from YouTube. Not anymore. It's only shorts. Do you be, you post shorts? I also kind of stopped posting shorts because I, it was like affecting my long form content because I was getting a lot of people just watching my shorts instead of my long form. Yeah. And that's not really what I want. Yeah. That is something always to be worried about. People asking on so, like what I do for social media with YouTube. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, we're, condition your audience to something. 
in long form for you has been so successful. I, I also probably wouldn't post shorts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a conundrum. I think that's one of the biggest things that is a struggle for many people in the social media industry is like, what do I want to do? And if you know what you want to do and you want to keep doing it and you know you want to keep doing it for forever, then that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I think that happens very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I see some of the most successful things that people do is, for example, vlogging because they know they want to do that in the long run. But vlogging is very, very hard for someone to be noticed you know, at first, for sure. Why I think current days, if you're someone who's trying to um, create content and build up your social media for whatever kind of passion you want to do, it seems to be the best route of action is to go to TikTok and then also vlog on your YouTube. And then if you get notice on TikTok, people, you can show that to YouTube pretty well, I think. There's a statistic they did that any new person going into social media, any kind of short form that's relatable and nothing personable will instantly get you traction because that's how majority of people get onto people. Like, oh, I found them from this video. And it's usually something similar to that. And then over time, they progressively uh, incorporate their personality and then go to long form. And then people who already have a platform and a following statistically are do way better with long form than they do short form. Mm. Wait, so what did you say in the beginning exactly? So people who don't have a following or just new to it to post short like like almost like vine like under six seconds or like Mm. under 10 seconds relatable funny or whatever content okay if it's like informational or whatever just like fast and like like nothing really about you just keep your face in right anything to that gets the views i guess yeah that's what i recommend to anyone who asks me like oh how'd you get into it because i i think a lot of our friends got into Mm. social media with a persona and now they're stuck with that persona because they're known for persona yeah this is true this is true one person I can think of is D-Tran and he's been trying really hard to get out of it. He like tell people like his name's not D-Tran or like he changed his username to Dawson to his actual name because he doesn't want to, because his persona was hilarious and I loved it, but he's right. Some people took that very seriously. And when you're joking about steroids like that, it's kind of unfortunate that people who took that seriously, like took it really seriously. And that also I don't know. affects their health if they decide to do some of those things that he was saying. I don't know who that is. Dietrich? You met him. He he came to uh, your house at one point. Really? We did a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, okay, no. it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> is that the Canadian? <sighs> Big old dude, young, just got into social media, had two associates with him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Yes. Big old dude. Dietrich. He's actually like one of the nicest guys. Seriously, he's literally he's one cool. of the nicest guys I know, but it's so unfortunate that I feel like going through a lot of drama and a lot of people like really yeah just because just because of the persona of like talking about steroids like that and like drama on social media yeah i think yeah. so i think there's some drama on social media but yeah. like i mean who doesn't sometimes i feel like that's very common in the fitness industry these days i think any industry but celebrities mm-hmm. if you ever look at celebrities they almost never acknowledge it and they do fine because yeah. even when i acknowledge hate comments or drama or like someone else's drama it will always go downhill. It would always just like dive into little detail, little detail, little, little detail. And just literally. It's not good. I don't care to like dive into that. So I feel like it's in every industry and just get over it. I think that's a hard thing is like, I want to be able to, I want to address the comments. Like I want to address the people that Same. are following me. Cause I mean, that's kind of part of the reason why I do this is so I can 
relate to people and like sure meet more people. A lot of my best friends that I've ever met are people that followed me on social media initially. Mm-hmm. Like Devin, oh, yeah, even, yeah. even Larry. Um, and so, you know, Benji, all these amazing people. So I'm like, this is why I want to do it. But then, yeah. you know, you go to the comment section and the moment you like just scroll through a little bit, you know, <laughs> a hate, hate comment pops up and that's the one that sticks in your head. So you no, know, mine's hard. like 50. My demographic is 50% who follow me, love and support and 50% like are there to like vent and project their feelings into my page, but they follow <laughs> me and I don't understand. What was I going to say? There's something, you said something that triggered something in my head. Like you want to, you want to connect with the people that are, you know, oh, viewing your content. That was it. So yeah, a lot of times all, all the comments, like the, for example, the last podcast, there was that one reel that you did that like blew mm-hmm. up and it was edited like very vaguely. And so a lot of people now go to my profile and I commented, like, hasn't she been married multiple times and she cheat on someone? Oh my God. And like, because of the title too, it's like very put vaguely. I didn't, I married one guy and I was the one who got cheated on. <laughs> I wasn't married multiple times. I never have cheated on anyone. So it's like, I want to correct all that misinformation. But even when I do, like in the past when I've done that, it just, well, you've already done this and this and this and your only fans are all and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, yeah. well. They're just going to keep going. Right. People will always do that. But I mean, those are, I think those are the very, very small percentage that you realize, don't realize are the haters. And more than often than not, it is the haters that are commenting. It's a great engagement. Especially when they <laughs> fight back and forth. That's a good point to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I'm not going to do anything about it. There's so much to the point. I'm like overwhelmed and like numb to the fact. And it's like, I can't go through every comment, delete, delete, delete. And it just makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I think Chris Williamson mentioned that he uh, started deleting some comments off of his page, but only the ones that are just absolutely, like, inconstructive. Like, like just one straight-up insult, but there's no, nothing, no topic of yeah. bringing to light, no no yeah, exactly. conversation. or You can tell the people who genuinely have their opinion and, like, genuinely believe what they believe and people who are just there, like, projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you also do that with your comments... It sets a tone for the comments and for the people who go into your comment section, they see the tone. And if it's all negative, then they're going to like hop on that train or they're going to associate, oh, this girl's comments are always like this. And like, oh, this guy's comments are always super supportive. So I think when you delete some comments and things like that, it does help the tone. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. If you ever look at Larry's and you know how he has a cult following, you will never find a hate comment. And since he started dating me and we went public with that, he has found hate comments. I and mean, we've talked about it. We're like, this is definitely from your demographic, Rebecca. Like, I've never gotten this before. I'm like, welcome to my life. It's funny. I think being a girl too, just being hated on is like a lot easier to hate on a girl than. Well, I think what happened is that the, the, the reason that I think there's a difference there is that you are putting out your personal life and you also are transparent with your opinions. Mm-hmm. But Larry's content isn't his personal life or his opinions. Very He's true. creating skits. Yeah. So this is acting, this is humor, that's mm-hmm. all, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, there's not really very much to... Hate on. Yeah, exactly, because... You'd be surprised what people a, come up with to hate on me. I'm sure, I'm sure people... No, that's what I'm saying, though, is that um, you still put out a lot of your personal life yeah. and your things yeah. out there, No, right? I know you're getting that, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even so. when it's, like, funny little skits, it's, like, they'll say random things. Like, oh, wait, there was a really good one. It was on my YouTube video... And I did a young, I recently posted it. It was a young LA hall. It was all the closet of young LA I had. 
and the, like before the video was even posted, it was just as a premiere. There was a comment. So sad. Period. Like why? It's like nothing. They haven't even seen the video, and it's a young LA Hall. So sad. And then someone commented under that. The only other comment that was on it for real. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, okay. For you doing young LA Hall? For me doing yeah, I was I was showing all my clothes. I got like the jackets. I don't even have any leggings or like I, I didn't have any athletic clothes at the time. From Young LA, I just had outerwear and like, uh, like the loose silky, what are they called? Cargo pants and the sweats and like tank tops and shirts. And... I don't even understand, to be honest. <laughs> exactly, like they just make this up. I'm like, well, I don't understand what the point is. But I like again try to stop looking at my comments. Right. Yeah. What's his face? Um, Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's valid. Like he does not look at his comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, like, spoke about that. A smart man. I mean, I think that's the best way to go about it. If you're, uh, if you have a platform that big, it's. I mean, how the hell are you supposed to address everyone's? He's an A listers too. Yeah, A list celebrities. Just as I said earlier, they don't really mm-hmm. engage with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way to go about things like this is just you know really ignore the the hate and the hate comments. Mm-hmm. My my thing is, I still try to um, I still try to like conversate with my following because I just I want to and I care mm-hmm. about it, but. Uh, there's definitely a sort of like mental health, like, like a, a level of strength and that I've had to build up over the years. It teaches Whenever you. I just skip over those comments, I'd be like, nope, nope, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. It's just annoying. No, it's good training, I guess. Plus, I mean, as long as you understand where things are coming from, then you understand there is a lot of level of projection. You know, everybody gets hate. You know, everybody's, I feel like a lot of people have been bullied to some sort of extent or encountered some kind of hate somewhere, whether or not it was on social media or not. And um, I had a podcast with uh, a leading neuroscientist recently. His name is Dr. Bo Lotto. Um, He's had like three TED Talks, spoken for Google and Apple and a bunch of other people. And um, he said that uh, every time you meet anybody, no matter what, you cannot help this, but you have judgments, right? Uh, we didn't call them judgments, and he prefers not to use the word judgment. Um, but you have uh, an internal stereotype. This is based off of you are averaging all the people that you've met in your entire life that share those characteristics with you. So you are now, like, say that I met you for the first time, you were the average of all the people I met in my life. And now I am going to treat you like the average of all the people I met in my life. Oh, yeah. So if I'm someone who's who's been hurt by pretty girls, pretty Asian girls all the time, like, they uh-huh. don't care about me. They're all, they only care about themselves. Like, I've always been put down. That's gonna, that's exactly what I'm going to think about when I see you. Yeah. And it's going to hurt every From time experience. I see you. Right. So it's kind of what I think is like, Maybe maybe I didn't do anything to this person, but this person definitely feels threatened every time they see me. So yeah. I would just let it be because there's nothing I could do about it, but it's not personal. Yeah, I think about that too. But the way that he just, or you worded it just now, is like, I like that. Because people do take from their own experiences, life, et cetera, and they fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And two, you mentioned before, like back a year ago, we were talking about first impressions and how if you hear about someone from someone else, that's your automatic first impression of that person, whether it be good, bad, neutral, whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's like, that's very true. Like, no, like I've already have a first impression of this person when I meet them. I'm going to be thinking that subconsciously and then piece that together with their body language, how they speak. Yeah. That's why, uh, 
just fucking talk about it. But back in the day, back when I was like a lot more active about dating and like getting out there and stuff, uh, I realized uh, it was a lot more constructive for me to like a lot of guys uh, <laughs> trying to get into this, like what's the best way to like explain this from the beginning. So there was, um, do you know the movement, the PUA movement back in the day? It was like 10 years ago. It's called pickup artistry. Uh, this was basically like, I feel like where maybe the red pill movement kind of evolved from, but initially in the area of masculinity, PUA was a big thing, pickup artistry. So like these guys on the internet would like teach other dudes how to pick up chicks. Whoa. Yeah. Like this artistry. was a thing for men because like a lot of guys didn't know how to like talk to a female. Okay. You know? So, um, it was almost like, uh, like it was literally like, taking classes they'd literally take classes and learn how to do this and yeah. like take lessons and stuff and this was like fucking like a fucking science class it was, was like ridiculous he goes um nice guys video remember <laughs> yeah nice guys yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh i realized i mean personally my opinion and i think there's a reason why it's pickup artistry doesn't really exist anymore is uh there's just so much intention behind it but if you actually just want to find a great relationship, it comes authentically, you know, it's mm -hmm. like agenda it's like, versus experience. Right. Like you, I don't want to just acquire you as a female. Acquire. Like I want to make sure that you suit my right. life as a good partner as well. 100%. Right. So every time I met a girl afterwards, you know, I tried to like, as I grew up, I realized like, you know, these intentions are not serving me. And, um, and, uh, I would just like meet someone off the bat and meet, whenever I met a female off the bat, I'd just meet them as a person. Just like, right. who are you? Good to know you. Yeah. Like very, very neutral you position. You do that very well. But You do um, that with anybody. No, that's good to hear. Yeah. But uh, one of my boys that I'm thinking of that I'm not going to name, for example, every time we go out to the bars, <laughs> he's fucking boom, 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 fucking talk to like 15 <laughs> chicks in this band of like 30 minutes. Dang. I'm fucking like, I'm shocked. That's a skill I'm like, set. I'm actually very impressed. <laughs> I'm actually very set. impressed. Uh, but um, his, uh, his, I guess you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but I think his success rate is extremely, extremely, extremely low. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't think it's because of how many times he goes up to a girl. I think it's because. The agenda coming up. The first impression. Yeah. Yeah. Intention. The first impression, there's just so much intention behind it. Energy is real. There's so much, like, he's so forward about it. So what yeah. the girl senses most likely from him is like, I just want to, you know, I just want to get you or I just want to get this pussy. Girls are so good at sensing that shit. It just right. happens a lot. Yeah. 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 Energy is really real. Mm -hmm. And I hate using that word because it sounds hippy dippy or whatever. But energy, like, I can always have a conversation with someone and either feel an agenda or feel like genuineness or it's genuous and then they go into an agenda but it's more out of like they're genuinely like asking for help or something i don't know how to put it into a good example but like a relatable example but the example i do have is a lot of times people will meet me and they won't say it but they're like they've seen like my videos and they want to also become like a social media person and then like over time like throughout a conversation like oh yeah we should like collab soon or like like that trigger where like when people say oh we should collab soon i'm like okay so like they also want to do this versus people who come up and they're like super sly and they don't say anything but you can still feel the energy like they want something out of you mm -hmm. you do you understand like that difference like yeah they're like being genuine but 
they also want this. Right. It is, it is true. And that feeling is a huge turnoff. It's a huge turnoff. Oh yeah. But I'm going to say something from my personal experience. You kind of got like, what I've learned is that just because that energy is there, just because someone wants something like that for me, doesn't mean that they don't also want to be my friend. It doesn't. Oh, yeah. And no. Yeah. I thought that that's what I was saying, like the right. genuine, but with agenda versus like the pure agenda. And then I realized at least so far in the industry, unless I'm not trying to call anyone out, but unless you're like Kenny KO or something like that, <laughs> never have I been hurt from collaborating with someone who wanted to. Oh yeah. Never have I been like, I've never had anything taken away yeah. from me. Like I don't see. Right. Like, it's less even about the collaboration. Right. It's just that feeling I'm yeah. talking about. And I don't think I told him this, but um, my boy, Eric Janicki, super, super big dude. He's doing really well. Giant bodybuilder. He's like 275 right now or something like that. Um, Tell him to fight Brad. Oh, he had this, he had this uh, Spider-Man TikTok uh, that popped off where he, uh, he was in zoo and he was like, doing spidey exercises in a spider-man suit at 275 brad comes up and he's like are you the guy who says you can beat anyone at two below 260 <laughs> <laughs> shit popped off i had to see that <laughs> it's, good, it's good no he's a funny guy but the first time we ever we ever met i was just working out at zoo and he came up to me and he's like bro i followed your content or whatever mm-hmm. like we should connect like what's your instagram like give me your number but, see, that feels genuine you know um to me like when people are like just like not even flat out on us, but like just come up with like, no, I'm going to say this, this and this and this way. And just like, Oh no, bro. I love your shit. It feels yeah. genuine. Yeah, it, it it did. But for some reason, the way that I think he, he asked for my Instagram and then uh, uh, this and like, let's like work together sometime kind of made me feel like he's just after whatever I have. And so that's the, the feeling that yeah. I think you can. Yeah. I think that's the feeling that a lot of people get here and that's why a lot of people in LA are guarded or they say be guarded because people are trying to take from you but at least from my personal experience I've told myself in the last six months I started telling myself to stop being so anxious about the people about like the people around me because because I mean I mean I haven't I've had no bad experiences where someone's really been trying to take from me. And if so, then I think I can start, I can be able to tell uh-huh. after a while. But um, any collaboration I've had has just been like a fun time to create content with someone. Uh-huh. And it's never taken away from me. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't, I'm not someone who's trying to like, I don't know if there's a perception of like, keeping all your clout for yourself or something or shit like that. But I just, I just don't see it as an issue, honestly. Yeah. I think LA's turned out to be a lot better of a place than I had previously thought before moving. Good. Oh, that makes me happy. No, good. I think, I think everyone in the social media industry genuinely has this underlying anxiousness to them that it comes out and it's like hard to go about things because of that. And when it comes to collaborations and things, like, I feel like it's just two anxious people. Like, oh, I'm, like, anxious about, like, the intention versus, oh, I'm anxious to, like, genuinely meet this person. Like, what if they think this and that and that? I think it, like, shows through in social media and then, like, piles on top of that stigma that people are out for clout and, like, things like that. And I also have noticed in social media, especially fitness, especially the younger demographic, I can't. I just... I don't hate a lot of people. Actually, I hate nobody. I hate one person. Uh, <laughs> I hate absolutely one person. 
And these these younger kind that I've experienced are so egotistical. They may be nice and things like that to me, but they're very like in their head about this and that and that and this. And they're like, it makes me wonder if those super egotistical kids are also like on the same spectrum, like on the same balance, like super anxious. I don't know. I think about this all the time. Because I, where are you finding these kids? Uh, primarily in like the, the Roger young LA area. Oh, like, like other athletes. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I've never met anyone that's been like older or yeah, just like older that has had this attitude, like like the carry around, but anyone Mm. that I met younger and there's like a few specific people that I've met that are egotistical and are very rude to me. And I have no idea why I have like no clue why I've been very nice. And like, we don't even talk. Like I'll say that when me being saying like they're being, being very rude is me saying hi or like nodding my head at them. Cause I see them everywhere. We're in like the same gym and the same brand and like same things. And they won't even, they won't give me a sour look, but they won't give me a, uh, they won't validate my greeting. I don't know. Hmm. They'll just look at me and then look away. Um, and then there's sometimes they'll look at me, look at each other and look away. And I'm like, I've never even met you. Like, why are you being so rude? Hmm. Yeah. And so I honestly like separated from myself from it because I'm like, just as you said, like maybe it's something that they have that in their past that's affecting them just by my presence. Yeah, it really could be mm-hmm. like pre-made assumptions and stuff. Yeah. Um, I do think sometimes... I think it's easy for us to overthink a, uh, uh, you have, uh, I thought the same thing until mm -hmm. now it's been two years and the same group of people keep doing it. And, um, two years, two years that I've known these, these people and we've interacted and we've said standing. That's technically longer than you and I have known each other, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was before I met you. We stood in, um, a group like me, them, their person. And then my person, we're all having a conversation. And then a second I say something, They'll just go on their phone and like the, my person will notice and be like weird. And then like I've told other people and they started like noticing anytime like we pass by each other, I'll like do it. And they just nothing. And that they have validated. Okay. No, that's actually genuinely weird. Like that's genuinely disrespectful and egotistical of them. Hmm. Cause it is more, it's the energy that I get ego. It's not like you offended me or if I heard bad shit about you or whatever, whatever. Hmm. It's like a, yeah i'm sorry about that shit happens yeah it does not feel good when that happens to us for sure not at all um but i'd rather take that than like drama you know yeah and social media right i would too keep your circle small (laughs) your good close circle Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sorry you have to go through that i um i i don't know what could have happened between you guys at all. I mean, um, maybe it could be a pre-made assumption or maybe a past experience or something, but I I mean, if if there's someone who's never really even been close to you in the first place, then maybe they weren't someone that would ever be in your circle in the first place anyways. So yeah, there's really nothing that affects my life with. So just the fortunate like energy they have the experience whenever you do see them in passing being in like the same uncomfortable it gives me anxiety i'm like oh god yeah. they're here yeah like, that fucking sucks just be nice rebecca <laughs> be nice. 
I'm actually such a people pleaser. Even if I am fi- like find them annoying, like I'll I'll be nice. I'll be like, hey, I don't like that I do that. I feel like I should stand my ground. Just be like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's nice. I think it's good. I I you know what I believe. I believe in just putting out good energy into the universe, regardless. Yeah, I like that. I need more like that. I just believe in I believe in karma happening. So even if I do something good for somebody and they don't do anything good back to me, I I believe it'll come back around. Mm. I like that. Good old Ryan. If you didn't exist, I probably wouldn't think this way. Wow. <laughs> Miss him. But this brings me. Uh, so was that your like perception on social anxiety or your your concept on social anxiety that? like we had brought up before. I had a conversation last night about social anxiety. I Mm -hmm. think it's a bit different now. I've like clinically professionally been diagnosed four times with an acute social anxiety. I don't know why acute isn't there. You either have it or don't have it. But we were talking about it in the terms of if you're in a crowded area and you're just sitting there and you're just listening, but you can hear like the, like not murmurs, but like the tempo of the room and like, just how the crowd sounds as a whole, and you just notice that, it's kind of a sign that you have social anxiety. And I've always noticed that. Like, I've always noticed, like, this is crowds louder than this, and, like, there's people there. And I've always had a hard time going outside my house. And I was talking to Larry and Chove yesterday, and Larry and Chove said they've now just experienced this since starting social media. And I was like, wait, really? Like, you've never, ever, like, thought about that, just, like, sitting in a room or, like, anything like no this has only started since social media and then social anxiety and i'm like huh like which crowds are loud or which crowds are just being super conscious of your where like every person around you like if i'm going out in public i'm super aware of like if i'm in the store if someone's behind me someone's in front of me or if there's someone in the aisle next to me and like i'm just very conscious hmm. of it and I, I i don't know how i explained it last time but i think because i'm like hyper aware of it it gives me that anxiety i see yeah yeah Wow. Yeah. That's funny that you just brought that up. Mm. I mean, I have a, I have friends that also have a degree of social anxiety. Some people that I've hung out with recently too, but um, I think that's something that's a little bit more difficult for me to, to relate to. I think it's really interesting, but I think my entire life, I don't, I don't know if it'd just be like an overwhelming social awareness that gave me anxiety, but I had social anxiety just because I was bullied when I was a kid. So, like, when I think about being around people like that or whatever, you know, it, I'm just like, I don't really want to be there. But mm-hmm. aside from that, like, I think um, in my recent life, I haven't really had or found very many issues. And if there's someone that I don't that I don't relate to or don't I don't seem to have a great relationship with, mm-hmm. um, whether or not we have known each other for a while or it's just simply after a few encounters, uh, just like you normally i just hey how are you doing blah 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 blah. go about my day and do my own thing mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. focus on myself so yeah there's definitely d- different categories of anxiety then because mm-hmm. i have no I'm sure problem. everybody has different levels people always assume probably like you and me don't have social anxiety people like you and me don't have social anxiety because we interact with people very well mm-hmm. but i definitely do <laughs> yeah yeah, for sure. I definitely have a level. It really depends on the situation, though, for sure. Yeah, as long as you're working through it. Right. I think there's. I think I've had a lot of practice that's gotten me out of that social anxiety. But as a kid, I, I, it was definitely pretty prominent. Mm-hmm. I think most of my, uh, I think I felt the most alive when I was playing RuneScape at like five a.m. <gasps> when I fucking sneaked to my parents' <laughs> office room and hacked <laughs> to the computer. Yeah. 
Oh my god, so that's anxiety right there. Sneaking <laughs> to the office. <laughs> the most anxiety I had was fucking getting killed and losing my Sarah Doman armor. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Oh my god, that's such a throwback. <laughs> RuneScape. That was before Minecraft times. That was, was it like, really? Yeah, that was a game I played before Minecraft. Because I'm pretty sure Minecraft came out and then I played it. Like more than RuneScape. Damn. Shit. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but um, there's still those times, those experiences where I will feel some anxiety, but it's gotten better. Mm -hmm. But I do think that, uh, just as you said, uh, I, yeah, uh, I think there might be that presumption that people on social media tend to have less social anxiety than others, and it could be true to a certain extent, but I've most definitely seen a wide range of variance in yeah. um, social anxiety in introvert versus extrovert uh -huh. abilities. Right. Uh, depression. Like, Depression. Yeah. Honestly, I've seen more depression. I feel like in social media than I've seen out of it. And I think that's, I think that's a pretty concrete statistic. It's pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy too. Is I'm pretty sure everyone has dysthymia. I talked to you about this before that I got diagnosed with um, dysthymia as well, and it's very common. Against Can you explain that to me? It's a type of depression. To my understanding, it goes away. People experience it. It's like a phase. Mm -hmm. And it can just, it can linger longer or not. And majority of people experience it in their high school days when anxiety is in their ultra highs. And it's where your natural state of being is more saddened than the other people. So you're just naturally a lot more sadder. Holy shit. But you smile more. And which is why a lot of people say like, oh, the happy people are the like comedic, comedic, the comedians are like the depressed people and things like that. And they're saying, that because it's your natural state of being, you don't notice it. Mm. But when you crash, you crash hard, similar to bottling up your emotions and, and like traumas and inner thoughts. So I feel like in social media, that's a big thing because a lot of people puts on a smile. It's like they're forcing it, not even forcing on, but like they put on a smile and they just don't even realize like all this stuff is building up. What did you say it was called? Dysthymia. Dysthymia. How do you spell that? D-S- T-H-Y-M-I-A. That's me just phonetically. D-Y-S-T-H-M-Y. <laughs> oh, yeah. H-Y-M-I-A. Mm. Dysthymia. Milder but long-lasting form of depression. It's called persistent depressive order. Um, people with this condition may have bouts of depression at all times. Interesting. Well, that's how the psychiatrist explained it to me. Cause they gave me a list of like everything I got diagnosed with. And I was like, I only understood the acute, acute social anxiety. And they said, RAD and dysthymia. And I was like, Oh, I was a kid too. So no way I was going to understand everything. Damn. That's interesting. So I, I've not looked into these things. So I really know nothing about these things, but, um, that's interesting. I, mm -hmm. It's not really helpful. I mean, I guess it's helpful to see into yourself. It's not really helpful. <laughs> Well, like, I'm such a career-driven person. I think, like, if it's not helpful to my career, it's like, I don't need to know it. Just throw it out. <laughs> yeah, I know what you but mean. I got, the, I got the fucking aura ring, and I never look at my sleep because I know it's going to look like shit. <laughs> I love, I want it. I want an aura ring so bad. It's nice. I'm going to give it as a gift to the Larry. It's cool. It's cool. I feel like um, we could have a lot more things. I think the Whoop has some stuff that I would have preferred that the aura ring has. Um, the Whoop watch. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I know I don't know if the whoop does it, but I know Aura does females like menstruating ovulation cycles, Ooh. and like you can track your temperature, and that's how you can tell like when you're menstruating or ovulating. Oh, that's cool, girl stuff. Am I menstruating? 
I just recently found out this is from an Instagram podcast reel. So this could completely be misinformation. Mm-hmm. But men have this chemical that gets released every morning that just gets them up and motivated for the day. And females only experience that the week of their ovulation. Ooh. So I believe it's the week before or after you're menstruating, which makes so much sense because I know exactly that experience. And it's like it's like Adderall. Yes, I've done Adderall only because my mom gave it to me growing up as a kid. <laughs> That's a whole long story. Um but it's that feeling where I get up and I, I want to clean. I want to get my breakfast in. I want to get a clean breakfast in. I want to get to the gym. Like I'm like excited. And I was like, oh my God, no way guys get this all the time. And girls only get this once a week. That's like actually crazy to me. And then in fact, the week that we're menstruating either before or after this period of time, we're extra sleepy because we're li- our bodies are literally losing so much blood that we're trying to like go faster. That's crazy. Being a girl is hard. Interesting. Do you think it's testosterone? Do you remember what it was? No, I don't know. Remember what it was? It was something. Progest? No, that's. I have no idea. You'd have to. You'd have to dig for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll check this out later. It'll be too long to research right now. I'm not even sure if it's a hormone, whether that or a chemical reaction. It's probably like a hormone. <laughs> Technically, dopamine and serotonin are hormones as well, so it's probably a hormone. Uh, I trust. Yeah. You know more about that stuff than me. I was talking about uh, how I was diagnosed with ADHD Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid. And I guess um, I don't even know if this is an absolute fact or not, but uh, people with ADD tend to have less running dopamine. Hmm. Less, less. You know, a lot of colorings, like food colorings, like red 40 and yellow 20 or whatever, have a big link to ADHD. Yeah, ADHD. and Maybe ADD. But ADHD specifically. What did you say has a link? Red 40 and like yellow, blah, blah, blah. Like all those colorings and food, Ooh, kids' shit. foods. But I yeah. love those. I know. <laughs> I love those. We'll go to the grocery store and see that hot Cheetos fun. and be like, get our daily dose of red 40 in. That's my issue is that I love, um, I eat, you know, I eat all clean and healthy foods for bodybuilding. Yeah. Oregon health and everything. All the above. Steroids. And, um. I have one, one, one fucking vein, one, uh, uh, whatever it's called. I have one thing where I just, I just have to drink. Yeah, I have to drink, uh, sugar-free sweeteners. I have to. Whoa. I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm so I've dumb. never known that about I you. I love it. I love sugar-free sweeteners. So like the whole day I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, sometimes I have a little bit of aspartame or maybe a little bit of sucralose. I try to stick to stevia. I try to stick yeah. stevia as much as possible, but even, a lot of the um, the drink powder mixes that I drank, honestly, fucking Lexi got me into these new Skittles packets, and they have a ton of fucking <laughs> aspartame in it. And oh, dude, I fucking poured it in there, and it was like straight green, dude. Yeah. The kiwi lime was straight fucking green. I'm like, this looks like jungle juice from my fraternity days. Yeah, that should that should probably. I don't know if that's true or not, but now I'm probably going to be no, uh, anxious about it flaring out my ADHD. Irons too. Just a lot of kids' food specifically. Mm. It's mm. really hard for me to have a proper podcast because my fucking mind is going fucking squirrel everywhere. <laughs> so I guess people with ADHD have at least one defective gene. That DRD2 gene makes it difficult for neurons to respond to dopamine. So Whoa. the neurotransmitter that is involved in feelings of pleasure and the right... Reg- and the regulation of attention, which makes sense why Adderall right. exists. Right. So interesting. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I do kind of feel <laughs> like I do kind of feel like I'm always searching for dopamine. Like if I don't have any caffeine in my system, or I didn't do a super cold shower, or I didn't take any Adderall, and I, I haven't been taking Adderall for the last couple of months really because okay. I feel better. 
not coming down from it. Okay. But I do find myself Does like come down from Adderall. Yeah, yeah for oh. sure. I mean, Just it depends on how much you take, but huh. like sometimes I feel like a zombie and a little bit depressive afterwards and anxiety for sure. Huh. I definitely get anxiety after Adder- after Adderall. Interesting. But um, I find myself like, like subconsciously or like not intentionally searching for dopamine. Like mm-hmm. I'll like jump on my phone and like mm. really want to look at social media. Like I'll really have this itch to just open my social media for some reason. That, just, that sounds like me. <laughs> and it sucks because it's like now it's like when I open my social media, it doesn't just give me like the rush of dopamine normally comes from us seeing ourselves do well social media too i was thinking about like food <laughs> like my oh, explore page nice. is like mukbang <laughs> <laughs> that's lit food that's gives fucking, you dopamine that's you know <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny but yeah that too um, that's great yeah but instead i get in, i get some anxiety oh i always get anxiety yeah. i hate looking at my numbers i don't like looking at social media i don't all, open to tiktoks besides to post or make no, that's that's what i try to do too interesting why though. most people are like you didn't see my story i'm like bro i really just i just I just can't go on social media. Mm-hmm. It's too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Plus, I just feel like it's not really worth my time. Yeah. But that's. I, I want to comment on everyone's stuff. I want to be like, dude, I love you. You're so sick. But I just I just can't get on it. <laughs> Girls love commenting. I love commenting. Yeah, I know. You guys are literally making out in the comment section. I saw that Every meme. <laughs> I saw that meme. <laughs> okay. Hey, now, genuine, like. Sometimes I make out. Sometimes I give it like an actual like, yo, I like that. Or like a comic comment. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, um, it's interesting that Adderall does that to you. Behind the story that my mom gave me Adderall, I think I've told you before. Uh, I was homeschooled and I was a very hyper kid. My brother had ADHD. My other brother had ADD. So we had a lot of Adderall in the house. So she'd give me Adderall. And I was a kid. I was homeschooled. I was like, mm, I don't know, first, second grade. So I didn't know what Adderall was. And she was giving it to me. And I was like, okay. And I felt super, like, wired. Like, I'd clean. I'd organize the mood. Like, the cassette <laughs> tape. You clean everything. Box. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it was my own dopamine. And I think that's a big reason why I'm such a big cleaner now. But the second that I stopped taking it, because I would take it during homeschool hours. And then we'd go train at night for Olympic gymnastics. And I do fucking stunning during gymnastics. And the second I, at the end of the night when we were just veering off and I'm like on the second uh, event floor being bars, whatever, I, I, I did have like a weird come down, I guess. And it got to a point where my coach started like calling me out saying like, I'm not doing my reps. And I'm like, I swear I'm doing my reps. I'm counting them like in my fucking head. And I was like 12 or something. I was like, no, you're not. I'm watching you. And I'm like, what the fuck? And like hmm. over time, uh, one day he like ended up kicking me out of practice and he was like, you're not doing your reps. And like, I have horrible, I handle tension so horrible and like being in trouble. And I like, I hate that. Like I hate being in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I like, went home and I was like crying. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then that was the same night that I went, my mom stopped giving me Adderall. Like she didn't hear about the story or anything, but she stopped just giving it to me. So I guess mm. it's like a cold Turkey considered. And I didn't know it was happening. And I just got fumbled with everything. Like, like when I was doing math with my mom, fumbled like i was just like not being able to like focus and i think because i was conditioned to adderall yeah i just came off and i was like what the fuck is happening that's crazy yeah i mean honestly i'm not surprised though yeah i'm not surprised either but shit maybe (laughs) it may it may have taught me to clean very well but it probably (laughs) fucked up my head so bad i was developing as a kid i was homeschooled how long were you taking adderall for i don't remember how long she was giving it to me but i started being homeschooled from first grade to like eighth grade first grade to eighth grade Damn, it's kind a of long like, time. It's a long Whoa, ass time. I don't. Bro. She definitely didn't give it to me the whole time. I think maybe when I was twelve, I stopped. 
So like sixth or seventh grade. That's still a long time. Yeah. So like six to 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is still a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the longest. <laughs> what did your mom give you Adderall again? Because I'd be bouncing around. I'd like give myself hickeys on my arm as I'm like sitting through the lessons and I'll like, I like bite my own skin because I like. like you definitely sound like you had ADHD for sure. <laughs> but I thought like the hickeys were like cool tattoos, you know? And I was like, if I shape it this way, it looked like a cool tattoo. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I guess, no, I guess maybe it could have been. Or it could have been the Red 40. Who knows? <laughs> huh. So, um. Your mom just gave you Adderall and like not prescribed or anything. No, it was my brother's prescription. They oh, had to whoa. keep refilling it for my brother. Damn, mom. Who you, actually needed you, it. Mom, you crazy. <laughs> no, she's she's crazy. I posted a video about her and she's like contact. I haven't talked to her since I was 16. I'm 23 now. And she contacted oh, wow. her lawyer to have like, I don't know, like something like, like try to sue me for defamation. I don't even know, like something. I'm like, holy shit. Like <laughs> She's tried to? Yeah, it's because I was like, I was bashing on her name, basically. I was saying, this is my childhood. It was absolute shit. That's the one person I hate. The one person I hate is that woman. Oh, my God. She's not open to changing. She's diagnosed with narcissism. So she's, she doesn't think she's the issue. And I've, I've, me and my family have all told her, like, if you're not open to getting help and if you're not open to doing the therapy with me, that all the therapy programs you put me in, I'm not going to associate with you if you're not open to changing. Like, what's the point? What's the point of keeping that around? I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I hate to talk about this because it's such a touchy subject and I'm about sure a so lot much. of moms like feel horrible hearing this, but I mean, everyone's got a totally different situation. So 100%. like we don't know what you went through. Um, unfortunately, I, I went through something very similar, mm. uh, but I still, I try to choose to love her, mm. you know, regularly That's good. and maybe see them like once a year, once every year and a half or so mm -hmm. but uh, i can understand that feeling of like when you're growing up with someone classified as a narcissist and then it's like what do you what do you do really it's really hard to do anything to be honest it's like well first of all we didn't know then she got diagnosed with that she had cancer when i was being adopted right so when she got off cancer she was prescribed oxycontin but she also loves wine so she'd take oxycontin she loves wine she was narcissistic and she had all these traumas from her own past she never got to properly cope with that she's projecting now into her kids. And then later, like when I'm more of an adult, basically I moved out when I was 16, she got diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar, um, one other thing, narcissism and some other thing. But I'm like, oh, like that's explaining like all these behaviors. Like she genuinely is struggling on in her own mind with all these things. And to be like diagnosed with narcissism on the hot top on top of that and not actually realize that you need help sucks because now she has to like live with that, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to associate with it. I can't. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not even just like a bad relationship between a mom and a kid. It's like my brother killed himself. Like it was like, it's, it's like it to an extent where like it's affected other people so drastically that I'm not even going to want to be part of it. Mm. You know, that got so serious, but it's something I've coped with, so. I can't believe you and I have never talked about this. About my brother or my family? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never knew this about your bro brother or your mom. Yeah. I feel like you and I can have a lot of, I feel like you and I relate a lot here. But really? Yeah, I just, I'm not, I know that I like to be as transparent as possible in this podcast, but I just don't know how much I want to talk about this. It's valid. At the moment. It's very valid. 
I have a lot to say, but at the same time, I, I, I love my parents and I just, uh, it's good. It's hard though, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's hard though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's crazy too. It's cause I'm sure you experience the same thing. Like I talk about this, but like my whole childhood wasn't a wreck. Like just because I say these things, you already like people will already put their assumption that my childhood was horrible. Like I had good times in my childhood, but I also had that, you know, and like mm, yeah. I still, my older brother, I still love my dad. I still love, but we're just completely different people that if we weren't considered family, like I probably just wouldn't really associate with them. But I we still say that. like happy right. birthday and stuff. Right. Yeah. Why you and I both live alone out here, very far from our family <laughs> and our parents. Yeah. Yeah. There is the first guy I've ever dated that's actually connected to his parents like that. And I've never like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm good nice. with parents. I'm like good with older people, like just being homies with them. Mm-hmm. But his are so traditional Chinese, and I'm like, oh, I'm some Los Angeles girl who has an OnlyFans, but it's not actually used as an OnlyFans anymore. And I don't know how they're gonna. <laughs> I have a plastic face. I don't know how they're gonna perceive me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> but everything's so contextual at the same time. This yeah. all goes away in like three to six to twelve months. It goes away. I'll just tell you. Look fantastic. You Thanks. always have. It was free. That was the only reason I did it. Oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I said, fuck it. Why not? What was it for you? I remember, I remember. Donna. She's doing uh, nurse cosmetics. Donna? She needed, yeah. Oh, so she's a nurse shit. nurse. But she's also going into that. She wanted models. That's why if you ever saw AK, oh. he got it too. And she's like, oh, you want to be a model? Because I asked her about it. I had a question. She's like, oh, I can do it for free. And I was like, does it oh, go away? She's God, like, yeah, it metabolizes crazy. in your body. And because I work out so much, it's probably going to metabolize a little quicker. But it goes away. And Botox, three months, filler, six months to a year, and rarely five years. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's kind of cool. I know. Nice. Damn, let's go, Donna. <coughs> but anyway, switching from uh, family because... Yes, yes. Yeah. Love him. Speaking of OnlyFans, mm-hmm. you and I were talking about that before. Mm-hmm. You have like a different connotation on OnlyFans and yeah. everything and how you do it. Can yeah. you tell me a little bit about that. I say this a lot to people. It's one of a big talk like I talk about. No one will agree. Like not everyone in the world can agree on one opinion, not everyone. And there's different standards and different cultures and different upbringings and religions and whatever. And I posted on OnlyFans before I started social media. Actually, no, right when I started social media two years ago on TikTok, I started in OnlyFans because my ex-roommate, Sean, had one and he was profiting so much and his life was absolutely changing before his eyes. I was like, fuck it, like I'm going to do it, especially if I'm going to do social media because I would much rather profit off my body. Like I've never shown like anything down there. I've just shown like this, like my human body <laughs> and I much rather profit on that and be, be get to the place that I've gotten to now and live the best life I've ever lived in than have it leaked and it'd be so embarrassing. And now there are so many AI generated images of all my friends or celebrities that you just search their name and the word leaked or the word, I don't know if I can say it, nude or like anything like that. And it's there right on Google images. You do that with me. You can't find that because I have a management company that takes all that stuff down. Yo, nice. Yeah. It's so scary. Is that Moxie? Though. Yeah. Moxie. That's pretty dope. That's I didn't like, know they take care of that for you too. Mm-hmm. It's because it's like a huge issue. <laughs> it's there and I'm trying to profit here, you know? 
And now I don't even do, I don't do like any, like anything on Card anymore. I use OnlyFans strictly for my fans because I heard a story about Cardi B, how she used OnlyFans for her mm. BTS yeah, and things like that. And so now I use it for cooking and I use it for like a lot more personable engagement. Like I literally talk with people on there and I, I, um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I post my recipes. I post like videos, of just like what I'm doing and like things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more personable and people like actually pay for it. <laughs> like they like, like they like interacting with me on a more personal level than just another uh-huh, OnlyFans girl. Right. But I also think it's important. It's just hard because OnlyFans has this horrible connotation and I dipped into that and it, and now I'm out of it and now it's there. It's like that connotation will always be there. And I want to get off of OnlyFans. I always, I, I will want to over time. <sighs> But it's honestly so worth it. It's like mm-hmm. so worth it. I mean, it is doing well for you. And my 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 opinion over you right now is who gives a fuck about the other people? Like the people who are on there and choosing to support you that way. So if they are, then they support me mad. And that's I think that's amazing. And half of them are like a little weird, and then half of them like <laughs> are genuine people who like I actually fuck with a lot because they're super supportive. And yeah, I it's like changed over the because I I didn't I stopped posting that stuff like a year and a half ago, and first of all, my OF has scaled a lot since then. So I've met a lot more people, and like they just like me for my personality, and they like that I can like engage with them through there. And Your I, personality, personality. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but do you really think that had you not done this, that you would have actually been leaked? Do you really believe that? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I've looked up some of our friends that you would have never, ever, ever thought of. Mm-hmm. And just like their name and that word, just to see. And it's AI generated right there. Well, I mean, I mean, do you like actually actual? believe that you would have, yeah, actual pictures? Yeah, of probably. Why? I don't know. I just, I have a feeling. Only because a lot of things have happened where Snapchat like people have hacked people's Snapchat, like my own eyes only like leak their stuff. And I have like three exes that have a bunch of my stuff and who knows if they want to sell that for profit. Like I haven't seen them in years. Like I don't know how they are as a person now. I don't know. And I also feel like if I ever did do like a movie scene or a TV series and my boobs were in it, it'd be like a whole conundrum and I'd profit a lot more if I just had posted them already. I and, see what you're saying. And it's a standard, like it's a human body. It's super sexualized. Like it's a social standard that like the human body should not be exposed. It's super sexual, but it's literally just my fucking human body. And if you go to any country that like they, when they wear head to toe, like they're covered, mm-hmm. they're going to hate and they're going to like, like not even hate, but they're going to talk down on people who show their ankles or show their shoulders and people who show their shoulders. And it's like, that's fucking stupid, but we're going to hate on these people who show their stomachs and who wear crop tops and it keeps just going and going and going. And so you hit like, who knows, like the porn industry, but still like there's tasteful nudes and then there's trashy, raunchy. Blah. It's like, it's all up in people's heads. And as long as the person themselves don't care. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. It really just depends on the perception. Uh, it's a hard thing to deal with. But like, for example, I always wanted to just cover myself in t- tattoos ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I always wanted like a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But um, Andrew Huberman had a good point 
um, he has a, he has sleeves and he covers up his sleeves and he wears a long sleeve buttoned up every time he does anything or any yeah, content. I remember. And the reason that he does so is because he says that um, you cannot change the perception of others. Oh, no yeah, matter no. what you do, you can't change the, the perception of others. And um, if it's something that doesn't contribute to his purpose, which is his ability to teach, mm-hmm. then it's not, then there's no point in showing it. So mm-hmm. that's why he covers it up, mm-hmm. which is... Um, I mean, it really does make a lot of sense. Like, yeah. I would have loved to get a throat jammer, but it's probably not the best idea if... <laughs> I know that I... Well, one, you know, being a bodybuilder, supposedly your body has to be some sort of a model. So like a lot of bodybuilders also don't put tattoos in uh, places that cover up their definition and everything because right. it takes away from the the entire point, Right. unfortunately. So, yeah. um, so I have to strategically put my tattoos in places that don't cover that up. Mm-hmm. And if I like cover my neck up in tattoos as well, uh, probably not going to be great for mm-hmm. how I want to move on to some more educational things as I grow older. Right. I want to do more educational things, more um, informational podcast type platform content. Uh-huh. And uh, as much as I love tattoos, unfortunately to some people, it might affect their opinion of my credibility. Yes, that's very true. Mm-hmm. You can never change people's right. opinions. And I, I really don't care about their opinion, but I do care about the fact that like, if it affects my purpose in life, yeah. then it's probably important. That's valid. That's how I applied with OF. Like, I don't see OF ever getting in the way of anything that any industry that I actually be interested in. And same with college. Like, I went to college when I was 16 and dropped out when I was 18. I was double majoring at a 4.0, yada, yada, yada but I don't see it applying to like anything in my future. So I, even though my parents were like super, like you have to go to school, just dropped out. But yeah, Hmm. you look sick with the neck tat. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for the help. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Okay. So that's interesting. I didn't even know there were AI nudes of, I bet you some you know, of you. Looked out there. Some of me. <laughs> I barely looked at the dudes. I looked at a couple dudes. Oh, shit. I, um, <laughs> I looked at primarily the girls because that's like what sells the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually like crazy how accurate it is. Who knows if it actually looks like that underneath, but it's like so scary. It's I'm, like so scary. I mean, considering the fucking the yearbook pictures. It's so scary. Isn't that crazy? And it, it's a lot of the pictures that I'm seeing of the girls are their Instagram pictures. And they just take off their clothes and then add a big nipple or a small nipple or oh like my God. whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's scary. That's insane. Yeah. And then, yeah, later on, you might not even be able to tell whether or not it's real or not. Yeah. All I'm you sure. have is your own word. There was a huge uh, controversy lately of this one girl who has like 25 million followers on TikTok. Very big creator. She had something leaked and... Uh, there was like like a video a uh, picture leaked and it was AI and one girl like made a video about it and like they started having beef and drama between it so I was curious and I looked it up and I was like uh, this girl's name uh, leaked and I just go to Google Images and there's like hundreds of picture of, pictures of her AI leaked I'm like why is she getting so fessed up about one if there's like all of these Ugh, I can't interesting I even looked up celebrities it's so sad like I looked up Lucy Liu because I like Lucy Liu oh <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's just everywhere. It's like it could just be her face plastered there, or her her own pictures and like the clothes taken off. Like I don't even know, but it's there, and I'm like, I can't even see that now. All right, cool. I have something to look up later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now don't do my girl duty like that. <laughs> so these 
Uh, well, just for um, uh, devil's advocate's sake, do you have anything to say to the guys out there that 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 think um, it's ridiculous for a man to like wife up somebody that has like an OnlyFans like you? I think it's super connotational. Is that a word? Contextual. It's super contextual. And Larry's extremely one of those guys. He's that red pill guy who wants a wife, like a waifu that's wholesome, only his, yada, yada, yada. And in that example, like he got me and he cherishes me like crazy because it's super contextual. Like you'd be surprised what you would let go depending on how you feel and depending on like what the backstory is and Mm -hmm. things like that. So yeah, I think it's super contextual and it can't be black and white. Like if they have this, they can't do it. I can't be with them. Uh, I, I, yeah, definitely contextual. Definitely depends on a person's opinion and morals. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to fight about morals. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, honestly, knowing you and the kind of content you put out there, I'd probably feel the same as Larry, though, because I mean, I don't think you've, at least to my knowledge, you haven't put anything out like explicit to the level that I'd feel be like, you know, so. Um, yep. I mean, a lot of people see you guys in bathing suits whenever you're at the beach, so. That's part of being an influencer, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? So I guess it doesn't make that much of a, a difference. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to take that back because I know some people are going to be like, no, there's some influencers that do quite informational things and whatever. Yeah. Fitness industry, I'll say. It's part of it. <laughs> you literally wear bikinis when you're on stage. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's true. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Me and my little skimpy classic physique underwear. Those gems. Gotta love it. All right. So we were talking about motivation before. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was just curious about what your input on it was. Um, when people ask me about where I get my motivation and my drive from, um, I always tell them it's from my number one fear, which is I'm not being successful. And that sounds like a horrible, toxic way to get what you want, but it's gotten me this far. And that's always been my fear as a kid because people will always tell me like, oh, you're so hardworking. You have such a good work ethic. You're going to go places. And a lot of the times I'm like, that's just them saying that. And it's a big fear of like to be not be successful. And when I say successful, I have such a high standard for myself that I expect only the best of like everything. And a lot of times in my life, I become second. Like every sport I've done, I've always come second. And I fucking hate it. Really? Yeah. Olympic what weights. Sports? Uh, gymnastics. Every meet. Every meet, I was either second or under. Never have I gone first. When I did Olympic weightlifting, I went to nationals and I competed against a, a 35-year-old. Me being 14 at the time, I competed Whoa. 30. I did not think that was fair. But we were in the same weight class. And was it a 35? Yeah, it was someone like way older. I don't know exactly their age. But they took first and I got silver and bronze. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, and a lot of times. That's actually, still no, hella impressive though. Yeah, a lot of times what? (laughs) Almost every single night I dream of my own fears and people would consider them nightmares. And I dream in very sci-fi movie-esque ways. Like it's like filmed like a movie, POV movie. Um, And it's super sci-fi for some reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But they're always like some kind of fear of mine, like uh, Larry cheating on me or me losing. Like I dreamt uh, two nights ago, I was like, someone killed my dog. Like, I don't know why I dream about these things, but I just dream about them. And it's become so normal to me, but they genuinely are considered like nightmares to a lot of people. And I think when I wake up, what like, do you say they're not considered a nightmare to you? Or I think 
My brothers told me, because I used to have a lot of nightmares growing up. I was a very scared kid. They told me whenever I had a nightmare, whether I'm being attacked by a giant spider or uh, <laughs> giant balls rolling over me. Giant balls rolling over like Indiana. I had a dream like Indiana Jones once and I told him about it. And they're like, that, oh, okay. that was a specific dream they're talking about to me. They're like, you have to look at it like a challenge. And there's this, this one, there's actually two consistent recurrent dreams that I've had consistently throughout my life. And it sounds so weird. But you know that like vampire Muppet from the Muppets who like mm. plays the organ? Yeah. I keep having this dream that I'm at a zombie high school and I have to fit in. All zombies have these cyber, like cyber robot eyes. And so I wear a fake one. And then I remember going behind the bleachers uh, to hide over it. Like just to like, like shake everything off to go back into high school. And the fucking vampire dude like pops out of nowhere and takes his gun and shoots it on my forehead and takes three triangles out from my head. I don't know why I dream about this. He just takes that out of my head. And ever since like my brother started telling me like the challenge, I'm like, oh no, like this is a challenge. This is like I gotta get over. It. Like then I start like doing stuff. But I've had that dream and it's super weird. And yeah, that one is kind of like a nightmare. And the, the high school is also in a graveyard, <laughs> which also doesn't help. Holy shit. Which I guess a lot of people consider like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. That fucking definitely is a nightmare. That's insane. Have weird fucking. That is weird. I mean, I think a lot of nightmares are just absolutely fucking bonkers. Never really ever makes sense. To but it's from your own head too, which is crazy. Yeah, I know what we make up. I mean, I feel like a lot of the, uh, I feel like a lot of creepy movies and art and stuff that people create is coming from their dreams and their nightmares. Yeah. At least I, th- I feel like I've even had inspiration from my own dreams and nightmares as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Same. Yeah. I guess you don't know what's crawling up in your subconscious. Sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, Stranger Things. Mm. I've had like uh, I've had nightmares that kind of literally remind me of the exact same feeling that you feel like when you watch Stranger Things. It's like just this eerie, like that doesn't feeling. make sense kind of oh. like feeling. Mm. Yeah, you learn it from somewhere. Yeah, honestly, probably. So you were talking about these dreams. Um, you can you expound on that? You you said that basically. What do these have to do with um, motivation? Yeah, I think a lot of times again, it's my fear that I dream of and I wake up and I, I get that sense of, oh, it was just a dream. And then I go about my day and I think because I psych a lot or like chemically my brain went through that at night, it's like even more driven to get even further. Cause I'll dream about like this big project I'm, I'm working on like flopping and being like a complete embarrassment to me and like, mm-hmm. like just being something horrible, a horrible experience that follows me forever. Um, or I'll dream about, I had this one dream <laughs> where my, I was on the beach on vacation with four of my friends. One of them was my ex. Then all of a sudden it became nighttime on the beach. A bunch of aliens came out of the sky out of like those hexagonal like pieces like Chicken Little or Chicken Feet or whatever that movie was with like the aliens come out of the sky. And then I was all of a sudden like an army ranger. Like I got recruited and then I was on the beach fighting and then I go back. And then my ex at the time had, was like cheating on me with someone. And so then I woke up and I was like, damn, like maybe I need to step up my game. <laughs> and I'd like from that dream, I just like, shit, like I need to, I need to be more attentive to him and I need to be yada, yada, yada just because of that dream. That's like an example, but hmm. I think it just sticks with me. Okay. I, I like that you, I like the way you responded to that dream, but like being more attentive to him and everything. Yeah. Have you ever let a dream kind of, like dictates how you feel about what's happening in reality. Have you ever felt like, yeah. 
Yeah. You know when you dream about like someone cheating on you and then yeah. you wake up and you're like a little pissed at them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's as far as it's gone. I've never actually been like psych- like psycho like that. Okay, that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was really hoping. For <laughs> some tea? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I fucking killed someone because of a dream. No. I'd kill the, whoever killed my dog in that one dream. Shit. Not in real life, though. <laughs> not uh not in real life was oh fuck what i was what what was the the dude in the movie the guy who killed like 100 dudes because they killed his dog john wick yeah, yeah john yeah, wick yeah, yeah. <laughs> call me keanu reeves <laughs> so you feel motivation through like you, you you dream of your fears how does that affect your motivation fear my own fears just drive me my own like example my own what's it called body dysmorphia like drives me to get into the gym yeah my own fear of being successful my own fear of like my own dreams of like just being this sounds horrible regular drives me to get like to like be excited to be like oh i can't wait until like i get to this point in my life or like I get I get this accomplishment completed and like I can release it to people and like things like that mm-hmm. I think that's another big factor in my motivating is that a lot of people growing up was always questioning like oh you're gonna do acting oh you're doing modeling oh yada yada because I always did acting and modeling growing up and then I quit to do sports and then I wanted to get back into it and a lot of people didn't know I had previously done it and have like credits and stuff like that. And they're like, oh yeah, what's your plan B? Yada, yada, yada. Especially my parents and their extended family because they're all lawyers, CEOs and doctors, like actual surgeons. So I think it's just a big part of me to like prove to them like like a big old fuck you kind of like, yeah. like right. that. And if that doesn't happen, if I don't get to that point, it's going to be like another fear. I'm like a, a downfall. Like it's going to be crushing me like, damn, like they were right. Oh man, that's hard. I would, I mean, if I was, if I was in your position, I would try to remind myself not to let that crush me. Yeah. Cause we never know. I've already, I've passed a good portion of what they said I couldn't be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm that's okay. Good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But still. It's a, it's a hard realization for myself that, um, well, I, I've always had, I've always understood this, but realizing that, you know, nothing that you have is granted and anything can disappear at any time. And it's really, it's a hard thing to sit with, especially if, um, I mean, anyone who has any job could lose that job, mm-hmm. really. I mean, everyone kind of experiences this. Right. But when you're experiencing, um, I guess, like a career or something in like social media where uh, it's kind of hard to map out exactly where it's going to go. And then, you know, you're dependent on something that you can't control a lot of the times, such as like engagement or how hyped the fuck you are. Sure. Um, it definitely gets a little hard. Yeah. And I think there, it is important to have some sort of like backup plan. So that's my personal opinion for anyone who's looking into getting into this is I've talked about this in multiple podcasts, but you do run the risk of losing your passion and turning it into a job by doing so. And then also in doing so, you also run the risk of having the anxiety that you're not, even if you make it, it doesn't mean you actually make it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to keep that rolling through something. Yeah. Whatever you do. I don't and think I'll ever feel that way. And I think, uh, I can't think of any, I, I really can't think of very many people on social media who hadn't had to convert into becoming just like a business owner or something mm-hmm. in order to just keep it going. Mm-hmm. I think a rule of thumb for anybody in every lifetime, like 
every one single lifetime is that everything ends. You're not going to be doing the same hobby or same career. I mean, olden days, maybe sure. But I think life goes in cycles. We've talked about this last time. Yeah. Life goes in cycles. And yeah. We have so many different phases. It's crazy. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was telling, I was talking about this in my last podcast with, um, Shizzy, but, uh, fucking my, I had a, I had a teacher in my math and science school in high school. Uh, and his name was Mr. Trickle. And he was like one of my favorite teachers ever. Hilarious experience. So many, he was like 75 years old, super old, still teaching, but like super healthy, like mm-hmm. up jumpy, still play tennis. This guy was originally a mechanical engineer. He got his degree from Carnegie Mellon, worked as a mechanical engineer, was bored of it. Then worked on a U-boat, a U-boat, right? Just a, a fucking U-boat, right? What's that? Uh, well, you, uh, you don't have to look it up. Okay. okay. He worked on a U-boat? Yeah. Um, he was out in sea. Um, there was like a storm and he watched a guy's arm get torn off as he tried to pull them back. Uh, he had like rope wrapped around his arm. Uh, so he just quit and then he became like a firefighter, worked as a firefighter for a bit. I think he got scared off from being a firefighter and decided he didn't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. after he went through some shit. Mm. Uh, he just went through a host of like so many different positions and then finally he just ended up as a fucking math teacher, as a math teacher for high school students. Yeah. And he loved it. Yeah. That's what he loved. Yeah. But he was 75 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like That's how life works. Imagine how many things that he went through and how long it took him to just decide that like, honestly, I just like being a math teacher and I don't really care. Yeah. People try to chase that like contentment through a career a lot of times. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's hard for us to figure out what we really love. And sometimes mm-hmm. when we think we find out what we love and we do it, it's easy to get sick and tired of it if it's the only thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very easy. Yeah. Sounds like my life. It's <laughs> like all of our lives, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But the phases too. Yeah. I could put a different occupation in front of my name every other two years. And it's a different occupation from my past. Do you have any idea of where you want to go from here? Or is that part of like a secret? That's part of a secret. But in the end run, I want to have an animal farm and retire on it, whether it be Whoa. in this country or not. I absolutely love animals. And I, I, I it'd be ideal to be a rehabilitation center, but that mm-hmm. requires a lot of work and a lot of knowledge behind animals and like an actual degree behind it. So I'd have to go back to school and finish that out. But um, just having animals. That's what I want in the end. That is totally unexpected. I did not expect you to say that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love animals. I want a raccoon and a sea otter and a, or a river otter and um, a sea lion. And I just want a bunch of animals. How the fuck are you going to have a sea lion? That's what I'd have to get a property that like has all the proper like <laughs> land and uh, environments for them. So you want to, you want to live in a zoo? Practically. Yeah. I want to be able to raise enough money to build my own like place for these animals that's crazy that's kind of sick take actually. Care of them. it's yeah. actually kind of sick do you think you would actually build up a zoo though like that could be kind of cool huh like if i actually... were to it'd have to be rehabilitation i'd like hate the idea of like captivating oh animals and then like having people buy tickets to like profit off of them you know i see if uh, the only reason i would do that is if they are like in re- rehabilitation okay like actively like being helped maybe you could do that though I mean, I feel oh, like I definitely a, could, but again, yeah. I need a whole team. Who knows if that's a project that I, like I'm open to doing because I have all these other projects to deal with. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's never bad to have projects. The fact that you have something that you're looking forward to doing that you enjoy, that, that's that's a huge thing. Yeah. There's a lot of people, a lot of people out there that 
absolutely have no clue what they want to do, but that's not an issue. It is kind of an issue when you don't want to do anything, though. Yeah. I don't know. A lot there's of a lot of people like that do that. Really? There are. You'd be surprised. Mm. I mean, like they're comfortable? Um, I wouldn't say that they're all comfortable. Okay. Sometimes it's related to anxiety. Mm. Or sometimes it's related to not liking anything that you do or that you think mm-hmm. that you can think of that you can do. Or maybe putting too much pressure on the fact that you need to find something you like. You could also be putting a lot of pressure on all the things that you are doing, which makes it which makes it feel worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that too. So, I mean, as long as you have some sort of excitement for like what you do and some sort of like mm-hmm. some sort of drive, it doesn't have to be motivation, but like right. some discipline, drive, and interest in so important in it. I think that's, I think it's a key. Yeah, I agree. So this is kind of a random question that I thought of because we were talking about OnlyFans. But what are your what's your opinion on uh, dudes on steroids? I compare this to a boob job all the time, even though it's <laughs> nothing like a boob job. It's like when you do it, you can't really come back from it, right? That's like just yeah. how your biological body works. Um, it's a very big commitment. I think there's a very fine balance to steroids and a healthy life. I, growing up, was always told it was bad, 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 bad. Mm-hmm. But even though I was told bad, 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 I didn't really care. It's to each their own. And a lot of my friends are on steroids and they're fine and they're healthy and they're happy because that's something like that's um, a hobby or a career that they're doing. And a lot of people will change their biological chemistry for a career like um, like plastics. Exactly. Like a lot of models will get anti-wrinkle or prevention plastic and they're putting a chemical into the body or... Um, food or skincare or like anything like that's chemicals in it like oh yeah you could you could definitely argue that with food yeah yeah oh my, all, everything in the u.s has chemicals all over atrazine whatever it's so fucking bad but anyways other than that i think um uh, it's I, I i don't care i don't really don't care with steroids like they can do it they don't have to do it mm-hmm. but once you do it realize i think also you have to only do it when you're at your peak people who start doing it before they're they're that their peak physique or at their peak um, age, like mm-hmm. proper age, it ends up turning out horrible. And I've like seen that from some of my friends. That's what I would think so too. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of new kids or a lot of males in the industry that would argue. We'll get right back to the podcast in a second, but I just wanted to take this break to thank you guys immensely because this podcast is my favorite content to create and I couldn't have done it without you guys. Contributing to it will further help its growth and allow us to listen to more amazing guests such as the one you're listening to today. So if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating us a five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcast or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And if you would like to help fund the podcast, you can do so by using Nile for a discount off of Young LA Clothing or Huge Supplements. Thank you guys again so much. We'll be right back to the podcast. So what would you have, what would you um, say for the, for the kids that say like, like that's total bullshit that you need to wait until you are, until you're like at your peak. Cause like, look at, for example, Sam Selleck, who's so fucking strong and he's Who? popping off Sam Selleck. I don't know you don't know Sam Selleck? Have I met him? No, <laughs> no. Um, he's i uh, I'd say he's probably the kid that's got the most hype in the fitness industry right now. His YouTube videos, he posts 
like a YouTube video vlog every day of his workouts. And it's like, um, it's like a million views on every single video daily. It's pretty crazy. Okay. It's pretty fucking nuts, honestly. Good for him. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm jealous. I support him wholeheartedly (laughs) because, because I, um, I like that. He's just a genuine dude that lifts. Yeah. It's hard. He doesn't like, he doesn't cause any drama or say any shit about people. Yeah. You know, just a good kid that works out. And it's very impressive how much weight he's putting up too. Yeah. But people will argue like Greg Duchette, Greg Duchette, Greg Duchette, I don't know. Always, always, uh, <laughs> Greg Duchette. Um, he always puts, um, videos of Sam Selleck, like, like Sam Selleck, like needs to take care of his health. Like Sam Selleck is like eating the worst foods, like all this shit, uh-huh. which you could definitely argue to an extent. Um, but people like Greg, for example, will look at Sam and he has like acne um, mm-hmm. on his body and he doesn't look the healthiest physically, mm-hmm. you could argue. but uh, Because of how he's reacting to the roids? It could be. Yeah. Probably. I would probably say so. Yeah. Uh, it takes time to adapt. But he is uh, he has achieved everything that kids want to achieve these days. Mm-hmm. And that's why kids are active or validating the fact that age doesn't matter it probably would be mm-hmm. yeah well i mean I don't know too much about that and maybe they found a science but biologically developing a developing body that's been put through external changes will affect your body in the long run and if you don't continue like continuously keep up those external changes i think your body's going to crash later and a big part i don't know how to word this i'm such a logical science person that it's very difficult a logical science person yeah but i am religious too but i think it's very hard for me to think about a developing creature like a puppy or something and then pumping something into it and then eventually they have to go off I, you have to go off cycle right every now and then or no you uh, just run it your whole life it, it really it's complicated it depends okay, it's um i would say that uh, it's a good idea to run TRT in the background, which means you would always have to have some right. form of exogenous testosterone. You right. could run, you could go off cycle, but people such as more plates, more dates have argued that that's not really healthy to, um, do that. Keep bouncing your hypogonadism up and down like that. Right. Co- continuously that just destroying your balls and then trying to bring them back up and then <laughs> destroying them again. <laughs> that makes sense. Shit. Well just, that's like getting your boob implants taken in, taken out and taken in. But, um, yeah, unless you're gonna be running it for your whole life, I feel like it's just not smart. Mm-hmm. So shit, maybe it does work. It really depends on your biological standpoint or biological being of human. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the majority can adapt to that well being a developing body. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't uh I don't know how much credibility I have in this area, so you guys can you know, just a little disclosure but um or a disclaimer, but I, I didn't start taking PEDs till it was like the year that I got my pro card, which was either 22 or 23. So it was, it was after I was a teenager. Yeah. And I guess after maybe I turned 21, but I mean, I, I feel like I probably could have still grown afterwards, even though I had been lifting for nine years at that point, nine to 10 years. But, um, males keep developing till 25. No. Yeah, something like that. I think their brain does. A brain, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really know that much about it. I know it. girls keep Specifics. developing until they're 30. At least their hips do. Really? 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? Does it mean your hips will keep getting bigger? Sure, I don't know. Oh, shit. Better than hips over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, t- a statistic that guys like big hips because it's a sign that they can bear children. Yeah, it's a sign of fertility. Yeah. Yeah, everything, it comes, everything comes down to whenever you're, like, choosing mating value comes to, like, your, your sign of being able to, like... Possibility. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Create. Yeah. So any, every, everything for female, the reason why appearance is so prominent for females with meaning value is because of signals of fertility, yeah. even high cheekbones. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's How? why females will like use makeup to make their cheekbones look more prominent and right. higher. Um, cause that is a sign of, uh, it's, it's related to disease, like less prone to, to <gasps> something about disease. That. Whoa! Really cool, huh? That's actually very interesting. Right. I learned a lot of things from um, this guy named uh, I think it was Scott Galloway, um, a professor. But mm-hmm. he says stuff like, for example, um, for males, the things that females care about the most is one ability to provide, two, how smart you are, and you could argue that um, humor is the easiest way to indicate that you are smart, and then third, which I have none of, and then third would be Did you have none of third would be uh fuck i forgot fuck i forgot what third was what do you not have of huh you say you have none of this <laughs> oh third is kind third is kind you saying you're not kind i said i said i, I said i'm not funny so oh, I'm probably oh, just oh. Dumb. <laughs> probably. no <laughs> just um, yeah not kind and can't provide either sorry girls um <laughs> but <laughs> but uh on the internet though the number one thing that uh, the one thing that comes up for girls and guys, girls is appearance, guys is money. That's how it is. Money for a girl? No, just like in general for like meaning value. When you when you see someone on the internet, the leading indicator, oh, girls. Oh, oh, I see. The meaning value is appearance for guys. It's money, and that's what you see. But you don't see the other things because you're not meeting them in person, which is right. kind of why it's right. difficult to date online date through dating apps or start through you know first impressions as well on social media totally different than you would in person that's why that's why that's where all the differences lie right that's very interesting Mm because i do find that to be very true in my experience interesting but we totally got off topic from kids (laughs) it's okay it's okay okay huh okay so you have this perception or uh you you believe that there's a lot of shitty Agumaru. <laughs> Her cute ass dog is outside. Um, so you you think a lot of food in America is just absolute shit and has a bunch of chemicals in it. Oh. Right. I hate the word conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Call me one though, just because there's a weird connotation behind it. This is factual. Have you heard about aspartame? Yeah. Not aspartame. What would I say earlier? Aspartame is sugar. Uh, yeah. A Z something? Atrazine. Atrazine. Atrazine is found in all of the water in the US. Mm-hmm. They did a test with 40 frogs, male frogs. They put it in a container full of the atrazine filled water, but it's like more concentrated on atrazine than water. Over the course of X amount of time, a week or so, these male frogs have turned into biologically female frogs with female anatomy. Mm. Atrazine <laughs> has scientifically proven to lower testosterone. It's sprayed in the chemtrails. Chemtrails, people are like, no, there's no chemtrails. If you see a, oh a line in the sky and if it's puffy, that's a normal plane just flying by. If you see a line in the sky and it's not puffy, that is a chemtrail. It's released in the sky, it's in our water, and it's making people softer. And maybe... Wait, what's a chemtrail exactly? Chemtrails are what planes bring up, planes are flyover, uh, I don't know, certain spaces of land 
with chemicals that they spray. And a lot of them do help the environment or uh, help the index or help mm. whatever, which they're claiming they do. And I don't know the science behind it. I haven't looked that deep into it. But there's also chemicals like atrazine. Is atrazine? Was that what they said? Yeah. Yeah, atrazine. <laughs> I heard aspartame once and now it's stuck in my head. But yeah, that's just our water, not including the fluoride in our water. But if you think about it, like, testosterone rates statistically in the u.s have gone down by a significant amount since consistently the declining yeah yeah and who knows this is like this is most likely is a big part of it like a huge part of it and then all our foods aspartame sprayed into corn all of the u.s corn a lot of uh no actually four countries other than the u.s illegally banned u.s corn because it's sprayed with so much chemicals um like all the gmos and stuff like you hear it all the time don't get that don't get that get organic because of this but it's like such a serious issue and it causes so much health issues and a lot of people get it's like very scary i don't even know if i want to say it on the internet but like big pharma is a very successful company and they sponsor a lot of companies that can cause other people health issues requiring them to take medications for the rest of their yeah. life and like feedback into it right it's a big cycle and it's very scary to also hear like you've heard about all the bill gates stuff right tell me a little bit bill gates releases the 40 million mosquitoes a week to i believe four different countries and now they're carrying malaria so he brought malaria to texas and florida first and then he came up with the malaria vaccine and he also owns majority of the farming farming land in the u.s he's also the one who came out with lab-grown meat and the malaria uh, that's carried by mosquitoes are also carrying a variant that causes people to be allergic to certain uh, red meats which turns them to lab-grown meat and it's like a huge like it's a huge thing right now it's been going on for a while, actually, but biologically um, changed. Biologically changed mosquitoes are allowed, and they have been legal for a long time. But now he's just doing it this way. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it just like hearing that, and then like seeing all these things in our food, like all the ingredient lists, like this, 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 and this, versus like it's just a can of corn. Why does it need to have anything other than corn in it? It's scary. You go to any other country, a lot of people have gone to like France and things like that. And France has lots of carbs and cheeses and whatever, whatever. And they eat the cheese and say they're, they have, um, they're lactose intolerant. They're fine with that cheese. And a lot of people eat more than they do in the U.S., outside of the U.S., and they find themselves losing weight. And it's crazy just because like even the ketchup bottle from Canada to U.S., it's, it's like tomato paste and, and like salt or like, like something else. And in here, it's like iodized this and this and this and this and this, like why does that need to be on ketchup? Why is there a red 40 and what's supposed to already be red? What's the point? I heard that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you made me think about ketchup. <laughs> no, I just think it's absolutely horrifying because you can't escape it. Even Unless you grow your own food, you can't escape it. You, you just s- have to accept it. You sound like Evie. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Evie she talks about, about this shit too. Yeah, she says the exact same thing. I think she also has a, I feel like she's one of the people that like doesn't have issues with cheese in Europe, but then she does here. She like she's totally cool eating food in Europe. But yeah, I didn't know she that America. about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty fucking nuts how much uh, how much shit is in our food. Yeah, for sure. You can't it is. It. What would you uh? So if you feel that about your food, what about guys taking steroids? Kind of for me, it goes hand in hand with you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. That feeling of it's gonna happen. You're gonna eat it. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. And you're going to put sunscreen on sunscreen has so many bad things in if you're going to do steroids you're going to do it like if a guy's going to do it i'm sure they're going to realize that it's not natural in your body and you're putting something that like is extra in your body 
So people do this shit all the time, like implants and, and filler and Botox and shit like mm-hmm. that. So it's like, just if you're going to do it, do it. Just realize, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to fight with you, but like, it's like, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. I, I honestly actually have told Larry I do not want him taking steroids mm-hmm. but that's up to him like if he wants to do it he can do it but he also doesn't want to do it yeah um I don't think he should I don't think he should I mean uh, it's not my place but knowing him as a as a friend I don't see how it would serve him it would feed so right. much more into the body dysmorphia mm-hmm. it, I feel like it cause a lot of issues and he's saying that it, he doesn't want to do it because it's going to affect kids I think but then someone told me that it doesn't affect your sperm count or something? I, I would actually have to argue about the body dysmorphia. I do think that regardless of what you do, you will have the body, body dysmorphia. That's what I'm that saying. It's going to make it worse. No, that's why I think, I don't think it would make it worse unless his hormones were out of whack. Yeah, I, think I think it wouldn't make it better or worse yeah. because I think if you haven't taken gear, you wonder what you could have looked like. If you're taking gear, you feel small. If you do take gear, then maybe... Maybe new problems arise. I would say it depends on... Um, it depends on your hormones. Mm-hmm. If there's shit happening, like you're aromatizing, you're getting a lot of water weight, all these things are you get acne, you got to be self-conscious about it. Right. You know, so new things um, arise. but if you're just getting bigger or whatever, I don't know about if that would affect body dysmorphia. Maybe it could help that you're looking better a little bit, but uh, my, I would argue that any bodybuilder understands that. It's a good feeling. The chase never ends. Yeah. You always want more. Oh, no yeah. matter what. That's so, a rule of life. Right. So I would honestly argue that body dysmorphia doesn't change regardless of whether you're on steroids or not. Yeah. But from my point of view, sometimes I do wonder, like, sometimes I wish I stayed natural and I mm-hmm. wonder what it, been like, what, what it would have been like if I had stayed natural. The same way that he thinks right. what would have been, what it would it be like if I took gear. Right. But I chose this because my dream is to be on the Olympia stage and right. always has been. That's a career path. Yeah. I also think it's important if you're going to do it, I told Larry this too. I don't want him doing it. If he does do it, I want him to do it on a decline. Like if he, his physique is declining because he's just naturally aging, then do it. Like if anything, don't do it now when you're technically in your prime. Like I'm probably going to get a boob lift when I'm old, crusty Mm -hmm. and have little hanging things coming down. So like, it's, it's like, I'm going to do that on my decline. That that makes sense. But I do have another argument for that, Mm. that I think a lot of people, I'm actually, I'm like arguing this for the general population because I think a lot of people have heard what you have said. But yeah, it's uh, probably good to wait till you take TRT or testosterone until you're old enough that you see your testosterone declining. Or if you already have low testosterone, Mm. you know, atrazine, whatever. But if that's not the case, it does seem to be that when you're young, it feels like you're invincible and it doesn't mean you're invincible, but you could take things and feel a lot less side effects. You could do things and have it affect you at a low extent. As you get older, you become a little bit more vulnerable. Hmm. As you get older, you should stop lifting weights so heavy. It's easier to break yourself. Right. As you get older, things happen. You right. know, your veins get older too. Um, and as you continue to build up, say, um, you had bad cholesterol for a long period of time. You continue to build up plaque in your veins, okay. and you can't see this unless you get, um, uh, unless you get a skip my mind, but um, basically done. an X-ray. Right. Heart disease is the leading killer for people, and you do not know until like seven minutes or seven seconds before it happens. I wish I knew the actual statistics so I didn't sound dumb as hell. But essentially, <laughs> yeah, you don't know about the heart disease until it happens unless yeah. you've been getting yourself X-rays and stuff. So, yeah. say someone hasn't been eating healthy, like 
perfectly healthy for a long time. Then they start taking gear when they're like 35, 40 years old and they're already prone to heart disease. Mm. That could honestly just be the thing to, to kick it. And I would believe and argue that um, it would require some good years undertaking the gear uh-huh. to build up the plaque and whatever else. Sure. But, and I hate to bring him up like this, but he's the easiest example for someone, for for, for a example reliant on genetics, but Joe Stetics passed away from something that was in his genetics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However, um, his heart health did affect the risk at which this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really don't know. But I would argue and say that like if you wanted to take something for a short period of time, you might respond to it better younger. Doesn't necessarily mean you should take it younger Mm because I don't think that's true at all. Contextual and biological. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all dependent on your genes too. That's why this shit is really, really difficult and why sometimes it's just not worth it to start gear. Mm -hmm. Unless it's your career and you want to delve all the way into figuring out everything about your genetics and your genes, getting yourself checked up regularly with a doctor and a coach, all these things. You know, it's not just putting a needle in your butt. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of science. When I work with dogs, uh, I used to own a business uh, training, like cognitively training dogs. And people were always like, oh, I'm giving this uh, bone supplement like to help strengthen his bones. I'm giving this and this and this to their newborn puppies. And I'm like, you do not, you realize like you're conditioning their biological need to be on this, right? Like you should be giving to them when they actually need it. And some people who use like getting their puppies for actual like dog shows and like agility sports or um what's it called like showing their dog i don't even know what's called like dog shows you know mm-hmm. like stand like this and stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, okay that's like a career path of them that's like they're you're doing that for like the agility for the physical aspect like that makes sense and so I'm, i again agree with the i can't agree with you all the time gosh now <laughs> i agree that um I don't even know where I was going with that. But basically, <laughs> don't take, like, if you don't need it, don't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the second my dog's bones start going, like, cracking away, like, then I can give him a supplement. It's going to help him strength that. But if he's already on it and I up it, I'll probably do more harm than good. Yeah. If you guys are already doing it, though, uh, just a little reminder that it's a reminder I give to myself as well that I need to keep checking my bloods and probably do x-rays. Um, I have a good doctor that actually is experienced with a lot of bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. So he um, even had me do a um, protein urine analysis. Came out perfect. We're good. Hey awesome. Y'all. But, you know, all these things are factors that I think people should check up regularly because uh, it builds up in your system over yeah. a long period of time. So the the more gear you take, the more this stuff builds up. And sometimes some of these things... Uh, like, like a liver, the liver heals quickly, but a lot of these things don't, you know, you can mm-hmm. build up plaque over time and before you know it, you have that heart attack. So mm-hmm. I would check out your genetics and um, keep measuring your, not just getting your blood work done, but doing more, doing extra. Yeah. It can be scary too, to go to the doctors because I didn't get my blood work done until late mm-hmm. and it took me someone to confidently tell me. All that anxiety of you not wanting to find out is going to be not worth it when there's, right. when you actually find out through something else. And I, I literally haven't gone to the doctor since I was 16 or the dentist. Damn girl. Because of that. I just went to the dentist and the doctor recently. But it took me a hot minute to get over that. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. It's it's easy when you're young and you don't want to know and we're all fine. But then as we get older, yeah. Yeah, as I get older, my fucking gums start bleeding more. 
every time I go to the dentist. I'm like, why the fuck do I have to, <laughs> I have to like floss yeah, harder and more thoroughly now. This is fucking annoying, huh? <laughs> it's a sign of pregnancy, I think, when your gums bleed. God damn it. <laughs> so maybe it. you are menstruating. Fucking knew it. <laughs> Ovulating. Uh, but yeah, the last thing I wanted to say before we go, though, is uh, um, about gear. What was it? Oh, we love talking about gear. Brooks. Would Brooks I ever stuff. do it? No. Was really? that your question? <laughs> I heard Rebecca. I heard Rebecca Benedict took the Anvar. Dude, someone said that. <laughs> of course they did. I went that wild, <laughs> and then someone commented underneath it. They're like, "She looks like she doesn't even work out." And I'm like, oh, "Thanks for backing me up." Well, thanks for backing me up. <laughs> Appreciate bro. that, real one. <laughs> Everybody's always going to accuse everyone of taking something, no matter who you are. Always. I, I saw some of the most ridiculous shit. Like these people weren't accusing me of anything. It was other people. And I was just like, there's no chance. This guy is probably telling the truth that he's definitely not taking steroids. Uh-huh. He does not. Yeah, whatever. You just can't tell. Like most of the time you can't tell Either if way. someone's small and they're taking steroids or someone's big and they're not. Like yeah. it, it's, there's distinct, there's distinct things where you can't tell. It's like if they look like Callum Von Mager and they're fucking, they're pulsing out and just dry and shredded and fucking 250 pounds. This guy's probably taking steroids. But yeah. if they're not like that, people are just making assumptions. You ever notice the people who do point out whether or not someone's taking steroids? It's usually like an insult. Like, oh, I bet he's on roids or I bet he's on trend. Or like. Yeah, that's one thing that I also didn't like about when you were talking about the, uh, the OnlyFans, um, the connotation of doing OnlyFans. It's how I feel about, for me... I have my 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 little the stigma that I have for whoever I am. Well, I don't know. I can't say this properly. Basically, steroids, uh-huh. right? It's always been uh, steroids have always been looked at as a fucking roid head. Dude, they just fucking go train, fucking road yeah. rage, and all this shit. You know, I can see that. So it's it's kind of annoying because like uh, that. that's what many people's first impression will be the moment they hear of anything related to steroids. Yeah. And, um, especially with your name. Oh, Nile. Oh yeah. Is he on steroids? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, it's not something you can escape, but, uh, I have, I even had that perception when I was young too. Mm-hmm. Like when I competed with people who took gear, I was always mm-hmm. just like, like these guys are intimidating. Like they seem angry and serious all the time. Like, I don't think I would want to be associated with these people. <laughs> And here I am, and I've met a lot of people on gear that are some of the coolest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. So I realized that I was really just drawing assumptions from my past experiences. Yeah, and it took people like that to open your mind, whereas a lot of people won't open their mind at all. Yeah, it did take people to open my mind for sure. All right, I think that's good. So... Rebecca Benedict, where, where, where can we find you? Uh, all today. At Rebecca, three underscores Benedict. Why is it three underscores? Because two and one were taken. <laughs> That's bullshit. There's so many white girls out there with this name. Rebecca Benedict. It's the only Asian profile picture you'll find. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> okay, Rebecca Benedict, three underscores. Anything else? Thank you, Niall. Okay, cool. Thanks for chatting. Sick. No, thank you for coming. <laughs> this was fun. Yeah. This was a fun random just fucking chat. Splurge of words yeah and opinions anyways guys this is rebecca little sis go follow her on her shit if you enjoyed our conversation and if you liked it also you can support the podcast the best non-cost way to support it is by reading us five stars on anywhere you find your podcast such as apple pod apples apple pod and spotify and then you can also subscribe to the youtube channel and then finally if you're feeling symptoms of low testosterone my hrt company that i am currently with that has helped me is Transcend HRT, and they've worked with a lot of bodybuilders, which is the reason why I've joined them. Um, if you do use the link below, um, you can get uh, medical analysis and your blood work checked. And if you do use this link, then it does give me a commission. So appreciate you guys again, and see you guys next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs>